0: hello everyone and welcome to dungeon jedi masters
1: podcast season four episode number nine tegan how you doing today doing pretty great i've been playing a lot of jedi survivor go pick it up if you haven't if you have a system that can play it It's great Star Wars fun, one of the best Star Wars games that's been on in a while, so a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, I've just been watching some other people play it. Mostly excited for the lore there. Uh, Personally, not my style of game, but it looks fantastic. And uh, yeah, I think that new lore, thats as I said, uh, super excited for that to add to uh, the Star Wars universe. Very cool. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode. Uh, We're going to talk a bit about Starships. Pretty loose conversation today, touch on some updates as we're aware of them, and and also give some concepts on how we utilize Starships in our campaigns and maybe ways you can do so as well. Uh, But of course, check us out, DungeonJedimasters.com, for access to all of our content, including this podcast, a YouTube channel for VODs of actual plays and other tutorial videos, Twitter and Instagram for updates on content and some other content freebies twitch tegan for the live actual plays
1: definitely uh, so we are getting near the tail end of the invasion we're running the last uh patreon adventure and actually kind of tying into this we'll have some more starship content with uh the invasion side so we if you watched our latest episode should be on youtube by now uh we got into a little bit of the starship combat there and got a little bit more for the adventure coming up tonight so uh check that out and you'll see some of it live in action too uh, that'll be on my Twitch channel, Tegan Gaming, uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So come through, hang out with us for Star Wars Tuesdays. Fantastic. Yeah, we'll definitely see you there for that. And
0: then additionally, our last piece of content is uh, Patreon. Patreon is the best way to support what we do create. And there are some exclusive benefits to that. We have some new patrons uh, as of this recording. So thank you to Luke at Tier 1, Logan and Frank at Tier 2, and then Will at Tier 3. Big thank you to you for, and then of course, all of our existing subscribers. We appreciate it very much. We do have our latest Patreon adventure that will be released to Tier 2. Tier 3, I already saw it uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, recycled Parts. An adventure within the desert world uh, hex crawl that we put together last month and so this will take place in devil's canyon uh, involving some swoop and pod racing Uh, comes with some fun little uh, quick skill challenge type racing rules if you want to run your own race things like that so check that one out uh, all tier two members if you haven't seen it yet looking ahead to our next uh, content piece would be our next community inspired adventure tegan tell us a bit about
1: uh, what we're looking for for that So I love the community outreach and sponsored adventures. So with this, we're going to be doing just like we did with Q1. Uh, There will be a link in the podcast uh, as well as our discord too. So go through, fill it out and give us some good sparks for an adventure idea. So if you've got a, a venture concept that works well within a desert environment, Something that you've been wanting to run in Tatooine or uh, all the different Jedi or Star Wars or the Desert Planets that uh, Star Wars has, go throw that in the forum and uh, we can go through and we're going to go through at the uh, this month and pick which one can sounds like the most exciting, which will be one of the best ones to bring to the table, and we're going to make a custom-based adventure for it uh, that you can, can run with you and your crew. So definitely go through, give us some fun ideas. Um, I think uh, this one wasn't for our hex crawl, but I still love Outbreak. I think it's probably the, my favorite adventure that I've worked on, uh, and that was a suggestion by Cakeman for one of our giveaways. So I love uh, some of the energy the community brings, so give us some fun ideas. And Star Wars and Desert Planets go hand-in-hand, hand, so I know you've got that's some fun ones in there with those ideas uh give little
0: pieces you know not necessarily they can be uh you know a, f- a flushed out concept but i think bits and pieces will help us better and then we can pick and choose you know it won't be just one idea we can pick and choose from different ideas put them together and create something there so keep that in mind uh, when you're submitting those ideas All right. One last thing, I think, for the front end, a bit of a Star Wars holiday coming up this week. Tegan, Thursday, May the 4th, Star Wars Day. So uh, we're going to try and put together some content for anyone that is a non-Patreon. We'll probably have some of our exclusive content there available for you on that day. And then for those Patreons, something else uh, new and fresh for you as well. So uh, we hope you have some fun Star Wars plans uh, for the day to celebrate. All right. I think that's everything on the front end here. So as I said at the top, a little bit of a loose conversation here on Starships. Uh, there's been some updates. We're going to kind of touch on those as much as we're aware of those. I haven't really dove into it in a while myself. Tegan, uh, as you mentioned, uh, in Invasion, you are getting into it right away. So just getting right into it, I guess. Tell us uh, how you've been utilizing Starships and then any of the updates that you're aware of that have kind of come out and you know help the, the listeners understand what those are.
1: Definitely. So yeah, we've uh, gotten back into starships with invasion. Uh, We've run it. I think the second time uh, will be last week. uh, In the last couple months, we had taken a little bit of a hiatus from it, just due to the story pacing and reasons. uh, But we wanted to get back into it as a little bit of a preview before the big finale adventure. And then uh, we've started off last week with the finale adventure there too. Uh, So yeah, so it's been a little bit of a Uh, It's definitely been uh, a challenge getting back into it, I will say. They did a little bit of an update earlier this year that – changed quite a few pieces that I hadn't been aware had been changed. So me and my crew had to take a little bit of time and go through and take a look and see what's changed and how it affects our starship and kind of figure out a few pieces there, um, which will come up with one of my biggest pieces of advice. If you do want to use starships, uh, I know the online website's a great resource, but my advice and something that I've done and will probably continue doing now uh, is download just download the book and kind of say that's going to be your set version take a look at anything new that comes out and say hey this is cool we can integrate it in but um uh, starships is still a work in progress i will say so don't lock yourself in and try to give yourself an out to figure out and give a better view of what's changed versus just relying on the website because personal experience it'll make your life a lot harder as a game master and a player too absolutely and it's not
0: always easiest to sometimes notice where those change when and where those changes are change logs and things. Um, not always the easiest. We can understand that idea, you know, as this is a, you know, community fan-led project that sometimes that stuff just slips under the radar. So, you know, we don't always have that list of, of what specifically changed. Uh, yeah, I think that's great advice there, Tegan, to grab a version and then stick to it going forward and and bring things in as you see that they fit well. Uh, backing up just a little bit, uh, maybe add some context to the conversation. For those not familiar with the Invasion crew, can you tell us about their starship uh is it kind of, you know they they own the starship have
1: they done much with upgrades things like that yeah so they own the starship uh it was started off uh in game as one of the players taluses uh and then it kind of became the group starship uh once they all came together uh they've done decent actually a decent bit they've uh, really went in on the ai the ship has like, an onboard ai and they recently made a pretty dubious trade with the chancellor of the republic to pay for the very expensive upgrade to tier three so they can upgrade their uh, AI even further I think when we figured out the price was like worth 300,000 credits the public had to spend to upgrade nice. for them uh, so uh, yeah, that, it was a fun one there. They've they, they definitely spent some time either buying missiles, buying certain upgrades too, just to just enhance it both for, and that's one of the cool things I'll say with starships too. Uh, some of the stuff they bought has been for enhancing it within combat, within the starships kind of lane, uh, but there's a lot of cool stuff you can buy for your ship, even if you're not going to be utilizing it for combat, That um, like uh, the workbenches that help it make it easier and faster to craft or power I forgot what the power thing is, but it helps uh, enhance your tech powers. And there's a lot of cool stuff you can buy that either can give more flavor to the PCs or some mechanical benefits on the ground. So even if you don't want to use the kind of combat version of starships, having that available, especially if you ever worry about your players having too many credits, be a great way to give them something fun and worthwhile they can spend them on that's not going to break the game
0: yeah starships are you know i've always seen it that way is it's basically your mobile uh base right base of operations uh you know we had back with i think it was in the spooners campaign you know we we eventually got a ship and that's i felt like we treated it like that uh, a lot you know we were getting those upgrades internally that helped us you know, for that ground game, etc. There, so and there is a lot of really cool stuff in that regard. You know, I'm sure many of us uh, dream of having that casino add-on, right? You know, just have that cool luxury uh, suite-style uh, yacht or whatever. A um, couple things here. I want to go back to you uh, doling out those upgrades and allowing that, even giving the ship. But going back to the updates to the system that you're familiar with, any of those that have stuck out recently? So as you Jump back into Starships in your campaign. Uh, what are some of those
1: updates that you've realized you've kind of ran up against? I've been the biggest, well, three uh, biggest one, and it kind of affects a lot of core pieces, uh, is they've changed how you kind of handle some of the core components of a ship. Uh, your role matters a little bit more now in the new setup. Uh, so your role is going to be what gets you your ABI, which has always been the case. Uh, but it's also going to determine what type of armor you start with, what type of reactor you start with, power couplings, all that. Uh, and one of the biggest changes from kind of how it used to be is your role will determine your speed and turning power. Uh, so before you had to do kind of the formula to figure out what that would be for your ship. Uh, and we'll out, I'm blanking on what it was. Uh, but now it's going to be determined by what role you pick when you design your ship. Uh, so that's definitely something that's quite a bit different on that side. Uh, and uh, there's a uh, we we just opted to ignore that part for the invasions. We already had that all plotted out, but definitely something as you're starting out, you'll want to take a look at. Yeah, that was going to be my question.
0: Did you did you co- compare between the two? Did it just seem easier to stick with what you had, or or could there have been some benefits to going to the new system? There definitely
1: could have been, uh, and I think and uh, I think i mentioned this before on the show, the campaign on the podcast too. We're going to do a campaign too for invasion. Give me have a new name. I haven't figured out what it is yet. Uh, and we're probably just going to rebuild the ship from there. Uh, but the old, with the old style, with uh, how it connected your turning speed and some of those things were to your attributes, and some of those attributes are picked for the turning speed. We didn't want to invalidate the player's choices there. Uh, so we decided just to keep with what we have and kind of reevaluate and camping too.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, another example there, you know, kind of picking the system, the snapshot of the system and, and going forward with that. Very cool. So jumping back to, you know, the players getting a starship and things, you mentioned one of them showed up with a starship, essentially, obviously a character aspect of the character. I've got one in uh, the play by post game on the DJM discord, the same thing, you know, they came with a starship. Was there much discussion there between you and the player GM to player about that, about allowing that? Uh, Was it pretty easy? Like this makes a lot of sense. Uh, What was kind of the thought process there?
1: Kind of the way it happened, because I wanted them to start with a starship. Okay. Uh, and it could have either been somebody that brought one from their backstory or they could have found one when they were leaving the planet. Uh, There's some way they're going to come across a starship. Uh, but the way it kind of worked out is uh, usually, and this is, I think we said this before, another starship related content, uh, unless the game master wants to make it, which I highly suggest not, if you don't have to, uh, to find a player who's interested in kind of being the one that owns making the Starship for the crew. Uh, so Talos was the one uh, out of game who wanted uh, to make the Starship. So we said integrated into his backstory. Uh, he worked with the players, but uh, he kind of went his direction and kind of asked for feedback. And uh, that way we were able to bring it into his backstory, design a ship that works well for the crew and kind of fits his player's personality or the his PC's personality too.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I think that's a great way to do it. Uh, You know, if it narratively makes sense uh, for the player, uh, definitely. And like you said, uh, hopefully it's that player that has a starship, they're interested in building it, you know, because obviously it is a whole separate system. It really is. It can be involved, but if you get into it, there's a lot of cool things that you can do. Very cool. What would your advice be, Tegan, for other GMs in general about starships, about allowing a starship, not the rule set, but... Groups, parties, having a starship, uh, presenting it to them. Any initial things like if a GM's like, I just don't want a starship. They're
1: going to fly all over the galaxy you know, all the time. And I don't, I don't think most players will. Uh, and I think if you're worried about your players kind of just going off anywhere in the galaxy, give them the starship after you've set the stakes. So after whatever your campaign is going to be about, set the stakes, going to have them buy in and lead in to whatever is going on in the galaxy at the time and then give them the starship. Uh, That way they're most likely and we'll put them on rails, but you can kind of frame the story that you're telling to the table. Uh, And I think giving the starship after they're already invested in that story will keep them kind of following uh, following along and not just like going off to Tatooine for to hang out with Jabba.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've also mentioned this too. If players go off the rails, you know, it's certainly fine to be like, I don't have anything prepared here, so we can go back to the other plot line or, you know, we'll, we got to kind of take a time out to to come up with stuff. So that's fine. But, you know, it is a big galaxy and I know, you know, I can understand that players want to explore. Looking at, uh, so looking, going now to the upgrades and things that you've mentioned with your players, anything rule wise that you noticed with some of the upgrades or
1: anything or how that's implemented? So I don't think they've changed. I haven't noticed any changes to the rules regarding upgrades, uh, but they have introduced a lot of new upgrades, Uh, some pretty cool ones. Um, One of the ones I noticed, we used this for the Rogue Squadron game. It was in their um, errata book, but it hadn't been upgraded yet. Uh, But if you wanted to have like an X-Wing with the fire linked um, guns on the wings, I forgot what there's a name for them right now, but I'm blanking on it. Uh, there's rules now with the mod you can buy that and have them fire link and there's like specific rules on how they'll shoot and how they'll work there which is cool and it definitely kind of helps you have that x-wing fantasy and there's other things you can introduce on that side too also uh, some cool stuff on that side um and modifications as a whole are about the same rules wise there's just a lot to go through in there there's a lot of cool ones in there um, one thing i will say too with changes or some of the new modifications and uh some of the old abilities but it kind of mixed with the new abilities there's a lot of reaction options available for your players uh if you've watched uh, the last episode of invasion you'll see that there's a ton of different reactions they can do uh it definitely uh, it makes combat interesting it definitely uh it makes your game and mastering have a little bit more hard or harder to make some challenging combat with all the different things they can do either on their turn as reactions to nowadays are those tied to modules specifically,
0: or are they just uh, additional reactions added?
1: Mixture of all. So they've got yeah. a lot of reaction modules, like uh, the, what's it called? The Shocking Shield There's a different name for it, but there's a shield one there. You can kind of react and shoot somebody if they shoot you. And there's just so many different reactions from modules and uh, the things. Uh, it definitely gives the players a lot of to do, And I always like to see that engagement where they have different things. they can They can kind of use all three of their actions in a turn, but definitely will keep you on your toes as a game master. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think that's a good direction. You know, hopefully it doesn't it's not too much there, as you're kind of saying. But I remember in some of the early iterations of the rules, you know, there were some roles on the starship where they just kind of had one thing they did, right? And And uh, hopefully these things with the reactions, almost anyone can, you know, do that stuff and it gives all those options for everyone. So that's, that'd be
1: great. And that's actually one of the good thing I'll say, even before this latest round of updates, uh, the last big one they did to all the roles, uh, especially with the power couplings and power dice, um, they usually have a a good action bonus action economy that they can usually do each turn. That doesn't feel like it's same, same, unless there's like something that's optimal for the ship. As far as getting those
0: uh, upgrades and things like that, uh, you kind of mentioned one of the ways the players got one of their big upgrades. Uh, What is your GM advice in that regard on rewarding that stuff, et cetera, pacing for that, you know, giving too much, too little? Definitely, and so it
1: cost a good bit of credits because uh, we uh, we actually gave uh, I gave it to them before I looked up exactly how much tier three costs. Either way, it fit with the story for. But I did not realize it would cost three hundred thousand credits, pretty much, to upgrade from tier two to three. Uh, but yeah, so it's just one of those things. Starships are expensive, is what I'd say. Uh, so if there's something your crew really wants, and the modules aren't modifications aren't too bad uh they can either kind of pull their credits there but i'd recommend if you're going to be utilizing starships and their combat pretty heavily uh to offer modifications or especially the tier upgrades as rewards uh because I, I never had a table have three hundred thousand credits at one time uh so uh, usually they're not going to be able to progress that way unless you give them a ton of credits which could backfire in other areas or you just give them give them the upgrade as a reward
0: yeah, it's a good way to kind of direct things as a GM, you know, giving items as rewards, you know, in, in ground game, weapons, et cetera. As you said, if you credits, they either will come to bite you in the ass because they have all this money to do something with or it won't get spent. Some players just won't spend it because they don't think about it or whatever. And then it's just, it doesn't feel like a nice reward. So if you give uh, something else like an item or module or add-on, et cetera, I think that's really cool to do. Uh, What you said in the beginning of your um, statement about that though, that it fit with the story. And I think that's probably like, probably the best advice uh initial advice about that stuff if it makes a lot of sense disregard the cost and and make it work things like that i think that's one of the best ways to
1: to move things forward in that regard definitely because I, I they were working with your public chancellor so he's probably got a big credit budget and they were doing uh, i won't go into spoilers but they made a little bit of a dubious deal with him so uh it, it, they made it worth it to give them something that kind of pretty high value there and kind of flow with the story and flow with kind of the, the choice they made i should say
0: so you've probably done some space combat some starship combat previously and maybe we'll get into some as well here in, in the next episode or two uh, any uh, mechanical changes changes in the rules that you've noticed on that end
1: so, I think the combat stuff is mostly similar or the same on that end. They did add, I think, some new deployment options for the PC, or not options, but deploy- options within the deployments for the PCs and uh, the latest round there. Nothing too crazy on that end. It's just a lot of kind of the base shipbuilding pieces and uh, how certain functions go on the ship that have changed, have been upgraded there, uh, and a lot of new modifications. Uh, but yeah, so if you've played, if you've not played since the upgrade went into effect, um, my biggest piece would be just to go through and build a new ship uh, rather than trying to go and kind of do what I'm doing right now and kind of straddle the line between using the old ship rules for that and the new ship stuff. Uh, but if you haven't really played, it, you just go in right now, it should be pretty straightforward. Yeah, uh,
0: I would think so as well. So good. Yeah, it's good there. Let's talk on combat and stuff a little bit. I, we've definitely talked about this before, uh, kind of setting the, that up as a GM and whatnot. Um, what have been the narrative pieces uh, for your combats so far in game? Like, What are those situations, been uh, that it's come up? Uh,
1: typically for invasion so far, it's been a lot of... Uh, w- Twice they've been uh, either trying to escape a planet or take a ship away, uh, take a ship out that's threatening a planet uh once and the kind of the big finale I think should we have made this available for the Patreons too for invasion 1.5 uh when they're trying to escape a planet that's uh had some pretty unfortunate incidents which I won't go into uh, they're trying to get away from the Yuzon vong Fleet uh so it's one of those ones where they had to determine how long they want to stay in fight and how they want to get to hyperspace and all of that which is, I think is classic Star Wars um this latest one uh they're limited spoils, but they're uh, with the Republic fleet right now and kind of going to investigate if rumors of the Uzon Vong. So they're, it's more of a kind of a big ship battle, uh, this is which we kind of got into a little bit last session, and they'll be getting into more throughout the, this adventure too.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I think we've talked about that a lot of having objectives. You said escaping or, or taking something out, um, not necessarily just a back and forth dogfight, uh, but this sounds like they're getting into something maybe a little more traditional in that regard. Uh, I think that's definitely great advice to have an objective so the players aren't just there doing that fight all the time. Uh, it's always it's fine to do that every once in a while. But touching on that, anything that you've kind of done in preparations or felt that you need to look at it differently because it might be a little bit more traditional of a
1: back and forth? Definitely. Uh, so with Starships, especially because it's... You, most tables, I'll say my table, for instance, play this so rarely. Uh, that I like to, try, and I always like to try to keep combat around four to five rounds. But with starships, I try to use about three rounds usually. Uh, so I try to try to make it quick, dynamic. Either they're trying to jump to hyperspace. So there's like a few go- goons, from them to shoot down. They've got that objective, uh, but yeah, you don't want it to drag on for. Heck I think starships is one of the ones I feel like the longer it goes on, the more um, it can really just lessen the fun. So I, I feel like keeping it a quick, short, and like uh, impactful would be my biggest advice.
0: So how do you do that in some of these situations like you know escaping like running away that's you know you you need to get away in x rounds right or you need to take this big ship out in uh, x rounds um so if it's a little bit more of a traditional back and forth what might be you know what is the objective in that just kind of surviving there in the three rounds or what how do you make that so it doesn't go past
1: that and and you start losing that interest definitely so the one that we did is kind of our first time back into starships a couple months ago a couple weeks ago now um we uh we did it as kind of a survive so they had some allies they could call in to help take it out and but their allies were our hyperspace jump away so they had to survive i think had them roll a d4 uh and they think they got a three on it so they had to survive the three rounds until the the reinforcement can come in and mop up the rest of the guys so uh, they had to kind of make the decision too if they wanted to fight and until they got there they wanted to kind of jump out and come back with uh, the fleet uh you get in there too so they haven't had the options of playing either way running or kind of coming in and waiting for the cavalry to come
0: yeah i think it applies a little bit for the ground game too i'd say that there's a little bit of a mindset sometimes in in 5e that it's a it's a combat uh, tabletop and so you're there to to run that and you will likely there's sometimes a mindset that you might get roughed up pretty bad but you should pull through the fight right you know, and sometimes I think it's challenging for GMs to telegraph that. Maybe you need to cut your losses and get the hell out of there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so Starships I think is absolutely another, one of those things, um, because, you know, maybe you just realize that you're outmatched and this is not a thing where, you know, it's a game and, and it's designed for you to kind of push through. You need to realize that, all right, we need to back out and cut our losses, et cetera.
1: And I think one of the great things the Starships compared to the ground game with that, and I wish the ground game had like a similar mechanic, um, is you've got the hyperspace jump mechanic. So like, there's a clear, defined mechanic about how to get out of a fight that's not going your way. Uh, and I think that's great enough I mean, sometimes you can do chases in the ground game to get away, but there's no kind of like clear established mechanic that feels fair for players to say, Hey, we're losing. Let's go. Uh, And I think that sometimes can be like the first of the hard part for the GM to foreshadow when to run, but definitely the hard part for the players to decide how to actually run and how, and figure out how their game master will run, will handle running away uh, mechanically.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think if players want to run away because they realize they need to, as a GM, generally, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm not going to really pursue that. Uh, but on the other way around, if the enemies try and run away, I've had players like not realize like, you know, they're running away. There's no reason for us to continue this combat, and they're like, I want to keep chasing them. And then you have to go through that whole process, you know. And and so sometimes players, you know, try and pick up on those hints that you know we're just trying to bring this to a to an end because there's no point in continuing on those rounds by rounds in in the encounter there. Yeah, so. So anything else you touch on uh,
1: combat-wise for starships? Uh, My biggest one, especially because there's not um, a lot of pre-built starship blocks for this. A lot of times the game master going to have to design your own. Um, Just take a good look at your player's ships. Uh, And one of the things and you'll see in probably the latest invasion video, I didn't do this. Take a look at a lot of their abilities Uh, because they have a lot of cool abilities nowadays uh, with the player's PCs. And you want to make sure you give a good challenging encounter for make it kind of worth their while uh, but yeah, just take a look and see what they can do, uh, especially their reaction abilities. Uh, that one got me a little hard last time because they were they were killing it, they were uncanny dodging, I forgot what they call in the ships and all that. Uh, they were stomping through it and definitely, uh, fun to have those moments too. But sometimes I know, especially how long starships can go if there's no tension in it, you definitely want to make sure you kind of wrap up the tension as a game master. So take a good broad look at exactly what they can do and then try to build some ships that can provide some challenges for them too.
0: Yeah, there's no really there's no real encounter calculator table, et cetera, for, for the system. So uh, what is your thoughts there? Like how many, you know, how many TIE fighters do you throw at your enemies? Do you, or
1: you just kind of have to feel it out? Unfortunately you have to feel it out. um, If you're used to the ground game and kind of used to like how to, mess with CR a little bit. Uh, you could take a look at your player's ships, their shields, and all of that, and then kind of have some enemies that you think should be able to challenge them on that side. Um, the, the hard part, and even for me, I, I think I do pretty well with ground-based CR, uh, is that there's so many player options on this side, uh, it can be hard to find where the balance is without going too far one way or the other. So you got to, to experiment a little bit. I need to do some more experimenting myself with it. Uh to got kind of to get a real firm handle on how best uh, to array
0: it out. I saw one, and this was based on ground game, but it was a good at least starting point. Um, but basically, dividing things by three. You know, you mentioned your target of three rounds in space combat, so you would look at and in this instance, you're looking at the enemy or the player starship and saying, all right, they have X HP. Um, you know, and if that includes shields as well, uh, so like X plus Y, whatever. So we've got our our number of HP. Divide that by three and then say, um, all right, if every attack hits on the enemy, you know, the ship can be taken down in three rounds. How much output do they need to have to achieve that? You know, you can do some things like that to kind of back into, you know, creating those starships and, and, um, you know, what they do, how they do it, things like that. And then it, that kind of helps create that, you know, loose concept
1: of balance, if you will. Definitely. Uh, and then. So Take a look at the reactions. One of the big differences between starships and ground is if you still have your shields each kind con- of around the combat, you get the HD back of your shields and then players to find different ways to enhance that. So just uh, take a look at your abilities, the deployment your players picked, and then definitely take a look at their sheets before you go into to see, so you know, what's coming can plan a little bit more appropriately. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else in general, Tegan, on, uh,
0: you know, some of the updates you're familiar with with Starships or just any other advice on running it in general for
1: other GMs? Nothing major. Um, I would just say my biggest piece of advice, uh, if you're not going to be kind of on the Discord every day, uh, and kind of keep a track of the thoughts that are bouncing around there, just download a copy of the book uh, and... um, just kind of use that as your gold standard if you're building out your starships and having your players run off that. It'll go much smoother. And if something changes, you can evaluate, but you don't have to worry about changing and not knowing what changed.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Great, great piece of advice there, I think, Uh, to wrap us up in this conversation. Definitely a fun one. glad to have, you know, those references in Invasion, Tegan, to kind of, as we've gone through the conversation there, and we hope everyone out there has learned something or gained some ideas for their own uh, use of starships in their campaign. If there's anything you do differently with the system or otherwise, let us know. We'd love to hear about, you know, other ways you're utilizing starships in your campaigns. With that, uh, that wraps us up for this episode. Thank you again to all of our listeners, followers, and subscribers. Uh, be sure tonight, check out Invasion, another episode of Invasion. Tegan, tell us about that again.
1: Definitely come through tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be running a skill adventure with our ship, uh, for sure, most likely, uh, with that. So you can see how that plays out, and some crazy things they get into with the ship, as well as we make it into some more space combat there. So come through, hang out with us at my Twitch channel, TJ Gaming, 7 p.m. Eastern time.
0: All right. We'll see you there. And uh, next in rotation for the episode is another DM Spotlight. Uh, So we'll have that on deck and see you all then. Everyone have a great Star Wars day. We'll see you on the next one. May
1: the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you.